On this week's Inside Marketing, we'll be talking about sustainability. I'll be joined by Ollie Cook, who's the founder of Echo, a fintech company with a big difference. It specializes in green and sustainability. We'll talk about greenwashing in advertising. We'll talk about consumer confusion generally, amongst lots of other things. So stay tuned as we unpack sustainability only on this week's Inside Marketing. The Inside Marketing Podcast, brought to you by Dentsu and Irish Times Media Solutions. So, yeah, as I said in the intro this week, we're going to talk about sustainability and all things green. And um, yeah, I'm delighted to be joined by by Ollie Cook, as I said, who's the founder of Echo. Um, and we're going to get into it in a second. But but just before we start, Ollie, um, how's things? How are you? How are you doing? How's life? And um, yeah, how are you feeling at the moment? Um, really good, thanks. I mean, um, we're in a good place at the moment. Business is going well. Family are going well. You know, you've got to take the uh, the positives when they come and enjoy it when you're at the top. So um, yeah, things are good at the moment. Very good. Very good. Right. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to to join me today and have a chat. Um, and we've a bit to get through, so we'll crack on. Um, as I said in the intro, we're going to chat about sustainability. Um, now, we normally when I do the podcast, we talk about the topic or we talk about the issue and we get deep into it. And then at the end, I kind of say, right, tell me a little bit about you. But I'm going to flip that a little bit this time, just because may, mainly, to be honest, um, cards on the table for my benefit. So I know what I'm talking about in great in, in more detail. So let's start at the beginning, if, if if you will. So what? tell me a little bit about your company. I, and I, I know I've kind of very given it the, 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 the short description, but green fintech was, was the shorthand version. So tell me a little bit about Echo. Tell me, what is it? What do you do? Yeah, sounds good. So, so Echo is there. Well, we exist really to help people become more sustainable. And we do that through the power of purchases and payments. So what does that actually mean? What do we actually do? Well, we have a fintech app and a debit card that we use for consumers and for employers. And the idea is, is that that can be your gateway to understanding your own sustainable impact and reducing your um, impact on the world. And we do that in, in many ways. So we've got a debit card. And as you tap your debit card, with Echo, we'll tell you the carbon footprint of what you've just purchased. So we're trying to empower you with the information of, okay, this is the way I live my life. This is the impact of that. And I get to see that. That's quite interesting. Mm-hmm. And then we find ways to help you reduce your impact through behavioral nudges, telling you, you should, you've done really well this quarter or you're top of people like you and kind of motivating you to do better. So we'll help you reduce your impact. And then we'll carbon offset the kind of the residual. So we'll help you, we'll tell you what you're doing We'll help you reduce it and carbon offset the residual amount. And then we do lots of other positive things to help you have more positive impact on the climate. So as you tap the card, the card will save plastic from entering the ocean. It plants trees that are planted, they're maintained, they're audited. And the idea is that we want to empower people with, firstly, information about what is my impact on the world, and then tools and tips and techniques to go and try and improve that and make a difference. And really what we're focused on is positive reinforcement. Mm-hmm. We want to help you feel good about doing good mm-hmm. and therefore you should do more good things. For us, it's not about talking to you about the world, climate crisis. That's not really our thing. We want to help you feel good about doing good to make you think that I can do more. I can make more sustainable choices and better choices. And that, that's what it's about, right? Trying to help everyone become 10, 20, 30% better every year. That's a huge step for most people. And that's an achievable step for most people. Mm. It's not, we're all perfect. It's a, I can make better choices. I can do these little bits to make a difference. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're here. That's why Echo exists. Yeah. And 
because I think you're right. I'm, I'm, I have so many questions, but we'll, we'll 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 get into them. But I think you're right. It's kind of um, it's just being conscious and 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 knowing, or well, it's being conscious, but also being aware of of the the, the things that you do, the things that you buy, and and the. The, the carbon footprint that that sits behind that. So there's an education piece, and I think because I think people want to do better, but maybe in a lot of cases they just don't know how. But before we jump into all that, um, how old is the company? When and how did you start it? What was your background, um, and how, and how did you get to where you are today? Take me on on Ollie's journey a little bit. So, so the company um, Echo is about three and a half years old from inception, um, and so my background is. 15 years in business, financial services, insurance, all that kind of stuff. So kind of commercial finance type places. Um, and Echo really started. So there are four founders who all came together to build this thing. Mm-hmm. And it came from a position that we weren't talking about business generally. We we're just talking more about sustainability, both as an individual and we all ran different businesses in different parts of the world. We we're talking about it going, well, I, I want to do more. Yeah, I don't really know my impact at the moment. So I don't really know that when I walk more, when I make more sustainable choices, is it making an impact? Is it not? And I felt like an individual, almost like I am with a gym, that I go and I don't really see the impact in four weeks because I'm not shredded. Yeah. And then I and then I do it again. And then I kind of do that. That's the way I was experiencing it. And then we thought as a business leader, I actually had the same problem, right? I, I want to be more sustainable with my business, but I don't really know where to go. I don't know how to do this. I get renewable energy, et cetera, but that doesn't feel like enough. And then those two things are kind of the same problem. And we're looking at it go, that's the same problem is I don't know the impact. I can't see every day a track that says, this is what I'm doing, I'm better, I'm worse. And therefore, that applies to both consumers and businesses. And then we started to build Echo. And over the last three years, we've kind of been building it, building it, building it for consumers, for employees, for banks, et cetera. If we want to be able to empower pretty much anyone, mm-hmm. I don't want it to be a, where a niche for this individual type of person or with this type of business. We're here to help pretty much anyone on their journey. And then if we do that, that's fantastic. That'd be a great achievement. Mm. Um, so, well, I imagine, are you busy at the moment? I imagine you are, because this is an area, and we're going to, I'm, I'm going to, there's good and bad to this. So I'm going to, I have a lot of questions about marketing, but but just before that, how are you doing anyway? How's business is going well for you at the moment? I'd imagine you're flat out and you're you know, really busy, but is that, yeah? Yeah, exactly that. Really, really busy at the moment, um, which is a good thing. People, what we're experiencing are people, individuals, businesses, everyone is trying to really up their game here and kind of make mm. their own impact. It feels like all the external narrative, you know, the David Africa programs, et cetera, are really working to get people, I want to do something here now. It means a lot to me. Mm. And yeah. that's, that's fantastic. And the, that, more, the more, the better. And that's a, and that's a great thing. So, so congratulations, first of all. Um, and it's great, it's great to see that, that you're busy. Now, I'm going to step out a little bit, step maybe outside of Echo for a second and just talk a little bit more broadly because, I I work with lots of companies because we're advertising agency and I, I even as a consumer, so not just working with companies, but even as a, as a, an individual who consumes media, I'm I'm kind of overwhelmed by greenness at the moment in marketing and advertising generally, and and it just feels sometimes that everybody's banging on about how green they are, right? And I don't buy it a lot of time. I don't. I, I generally I generally think we can't look. We can't. You can't offset the world's carbon by planting trees. It's just not possible. So. Um, but then marketing is brilliant and advertising is brilliant at kind of 
I, I, let me be respectful, stretching the truth, shall we say. So um, it seems to be everybody, I don't know who's legit and who's not legit and I don't know what the proof is behind it. So it's quite easy to say things in advertising campaigns, in commun marketing communications. But the question is, do you, do you think that there's a lot of bandwagoning going on here and that everyone's just trying to jump on this um, green and sustainable kind of wave that, that is, is popular at the moment and that generally, because this is one of the problems of advertising, there's an awful lot more talk than there is action by companies. And I'm not going to pick any individual company or any industry even. It's just, if you if you monitor the, the, the advertising noise about green, I think that would significantly outweigh the actions that people are taking in that space. What, what's your view? Because you're closer to this than me. Yeah, so, so um, firstly, we can't offset our way out of this. I think that's a really good point that people need to be aware of. You can't buy your way out of this. Yeah. We have reduce our impact, make significant infrastructure changes, and individuals and, and purchase more sustainably. Like You cannot buy your way out of it. That's kind of a fundamental point. Um, overall, there is a, there's a big point which says brands are talking about it more. That's good, because that means brands only talk about it, consumers want it. So mm -hmm. okay, there's consumer momentum there. That's, that's good, again, for, for all of us. The problem I've got with some of these um, brand positioning and promising in the marketing is that it a lot of it is look at my eco range, which mm. doesn't really make sense to me. The whole business is, or it doesn't really work. So you kind of an eco range run by a non-sustainable business. That, that yeah. doesn't work for me. No. Based on future commitments of things that, that people don't really know how they're going to do it anyway, and hopefully they'll never get caught up on it, would be potentially their opinion. Mm. And that, that becomes a challenge. And then you have claims that go on around, we do, you know, you buy some socks, it plants a thousand trees. Well, that's not really very good, is it? You, economically, that is not possible. You yeah. cannot do that in the same way, and those trees can't be any good. It can't be good for the world to do all that. And there's almost this, this mix of lots of messaging, some of it are very good, some are very future-focused, some of it not really having the integrity behind the claims that people are up and against. And that's that's kind of the, feels like the market we're in mm. at the moment. Yeah. I the more you get to a distilled view of it, of what is good quality in this space, also specifically i think i'm really focused on this factual information so what what have you done what has happened what is the specific thing because then also as a brand you can stand behind it very defensively we have done this it is mm. factual audits or a trail of it that's important to me that you can push and promote it when it's factually proven that i've done it versus a future facing opportunity it's kind of that's good absolutely internally you should have this big missions and this big vision and should be driving your team to get to that point 100 yeah I I, told, I I agree because I, I think you're right. I think a lot of the a lot of the communications I see are you know we're we're committed to we will we will in the future. You know we're on a journey and we plan to be. And it's all I mean you can say what you want. Anybody can say anything. I mean I don't, and even government the Irish government have made pledges to the the Paris Agreement in 2015. Well, no way, no way are we going to get near those things. But you know what? It, we'll only not hit them in 2050. So the problem with it, with the, the the great thing about a pledge and a future commitment is that you you only miss it down the road when you miss it and then you go well you know whatever we didn't do it. so do you think that's damaging because I think there's a lot of false claims or, or there's no substance to a lot of claims do you, and do you think that damages like when, when your company you're in this space and you're genuine and you're monitoring what you do in real time and helping it, it's actual data do you, do you think that those type of claims give companies that are involved in green and sustainability a bad name does it make it harder for you I, I think it makes it harder the, the whole the idea of this is a conversation makes it harder because people are aware of it and they're all aware of it, right? Yeah. People are making these claims and therefore you've got to stand behind the data. But actually, 
when you engage in a conversation, you start to figure stuff out, you start to really see the brands that are doing it sustainably and doing it with meaning. And then that kind of helps because, like, well, actually, that's one thing, a commitment 2050, but here's stuff that we're up to, which is right now, factual information about what you as an individual have done. That then kind of comes through. The other thing on the, the kind of the comment of 2050 pledges are that in these big organisations, senior leaders are only in the role for two or three years anyway. So they're mm. making a commitment that isn't even their, <laughs> the next yeah. person or the next going to have to deal with it. So there's no accountability. There's no end thing going, I have to do this and I'm going to drag it through, um, yeah. which, is, which is a problem. Yeah, because you're right. And the same with government, because you can say whatever, you pledge to whatever you want in 2050. You're, you certainly will not be in charge in 2050 and, and your your party probably may not be. So you can always, whoever whoever's at the wheel then can say, and it's a company, go, yeah, well, I didn't sign up to this. It's not, you, know, you can't blame me for it. So it is a problem. Um, but again, so say it's really interesting in terms of this whole area of what consumers say and what they do, and and I think there's lots of reasons why people don't don't. The one thing I know about research is people rarely do what they say and they never say what they do. Right? This is generally what happens in research. So I see this big say do gap in in research because you know no, nobody wants to look like a dickhead in research and go oh, I don't care about the planet, don't care about it. Right? You don't. This you don't want to look like that. So. Um, so people, everybody says they, they want to do this and they believe that they do this and companies, they will buy from do this. But then actually what, what, what they do is different or they're not prepared to pay for it. So um, I read, a, as part of a pitch I was working on a while ago, I read a, a report from um, Digital Business Ireland in 2022 and it said that seven, only 17% of 18 to 24 year olds prioritise sustainability when they shop it online because most said it was price or value. Right, so, and that says to me that 18 to 24 year olds, these are supposed to be the next generation, generation that are going to drive change, you know, the, the people that are that are fighting for the planet. And yeah, only 17% of them, you know, say that when they shop online, that sustainability is, is something that is a, influences their decision. So um, what's your view on, on consumers anyway and their appetite, what they say? Um, are they prepared to you know, it's very easy to go, yeah, I want to save the planet, but I, d I don't want to do it. I'm, uh, the companies, I want the companies I buy from to do it. Like, whereas you're at the sharp end of of um, empowering people to take ownership of it. Do you think that generally people take enough ownership of their own, you know, carbon footprint, if you if you will, at the moment? Or do you think it's too easy to just go in research? Yeah, I, I think we should do more, but they don't do enough themselves. What's your view? I might be hard on people. Uh, I, I think potentially, but I think I think you're right. Like, if you ask me a question publicly, do I care about sustainability? The answer has to be yes. Otherwise, you know, <laughs> I'm not willing yeah. to say it publicly. I'm not. Like, everyone would be in that same position. But I think the problem people often face with sustainable solutions is that they're viewed as more expensive. And there is a reality check, you know, cost of living crisis, etc. Is that I do want to make that, but I do need to go and you know. Whatever, I, I do need to get to work. I do need to get to work. Therefore, I will have to get the tube in or I will have to get a train or a bus, whatever that might be. Hmm. So, so there is a, a reality point to it in that I will always make that choice if that choice is presented to me on a level that is close to, if not the same. Um, and I think that's where most consumers are, is that if I was given the choice. And I come back to, um, I often think of it like calorie counting. So, you know, and you've got like, you get a sandwich on the board and one's got red for calories, one's got green, so that's healthier. Yeah. Now I know I will choose green. Yeah. I would also choose green. I might also choose red now and again because I do fancy that and I'm going to have it anyway. And that becomes the same with sustainability. I think, if, you know, people can see it. Mm -hmm. 
once it's in front of me, it looks like parity in like a meal deal equivalent. I would choose the one that's better. But now and again, I won't. I will choose the other one. I think it, it kind of marries the same way. So it's more about the perception is sustainability is expensive. Mm. It's hard to buy. It requires effort. Naturally, we need to kind of get past that and go, well, find solutions that aren't. It is the same. It is just as easy. It's just looking and making that, that smarter choice. Yeah, because it's a great point because, you know, how you present information it can be quite confusing people. So that, that color coding that we see on, you know, sugar, fat, saturates, that kind of stuff, we, we're familiar with that now and we, and, and we can make those decisions ourselves. And you're right, it doesn't mean you buy green all the time, but you're making an informed decision. And I think one of the problems with sustainability um, is that people just don't know, uh, they're not aware of their carbon spending, if you know what I mean. They don't know how much um, carbon something costs, right? I, I mean, I get it on one level. I go, right, well, if I, I can do things, I can cycle to work instead of, I mean, I could cycle to work one day a week instead of, instead of you know, no days a week. I could get public transport. I could do, there's all these things I can do. And there are practical things that, that people can do, which are great. But I have no idea, if, if you take me doing something, as a, my carbon footprint is a cost, I have no idea how much, what my carbon expenditure is, if, if, if that's a thing. I don't know how much it is. And, and therefore, I don't know what the hell anyone, me or anyone else, has to do to offset that. So, but what what I think what you guys do is exactly that. It's like it's like those kind of the food labels. You try and make data available to people on there. So, how do you do? Do you visualize that data? What does it look like? And yeah. and 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 what do? What are the cost of things? Just so I know. And and what can people do? So, say I have the. So I'm using the app, or so, say someone's using the app, or they're they're, they're thinking of downloading it. How is information presented to them? How do they, in, in what type of, um, um, what are the types of costs of things if people are offsetting things and how do you, how do you make that digestible? Yeah. And, and by the way, that, that a whole example of, you know, you might cycle once a week and, and you don't see the impact. That's exactly what I felt like hundred yeah. percent. And that's why I need to do this because I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so it's about visualizing it. So we, in the app, you can track. So every transaction, you can see the carbon footprint against it. So at least you're informed. And then there's a whole, area which kind of spreads out your categorization saying this is where your carbon footprint is this month this is how you compete versus you previously and then we equate it to other things like miles driving the car um how many phone charges it would equate to to kind of give a bit of a a real term context finding more useful than most of the other functionality is seeing me versus me so it's it's less about the equivalent of cars or miles driven by a car, it's about am I, I'm competing against myself to get better because your behavior is different to my behavior because you live closer to office uh, and you have to go in once a week, whereas I live further away and I have to go in five times a week, let's say. That's going to have an impact on our carbon footprint and that's just the reality. So me versus you isn't necessarily as helpful as me versus me. Yeah. Me versus me, I can track, I can compete, I can try and make myself live more sustainably. So in the app, you know, seeing how you're doing against yourself creates the right momentum and makes it feel very unique and individual mm. to you. But visualizing that's really important. That's one thing FinTech, more generally, excluding sustainability, has done really well at is using data, helping you visualize, and helping you understand the meaning of that and make your own decisions. So whether it's managing your money, managing your overdraft if you've got one, whatever that might be, the likes of Monzo, Starling, Revolut, et cetera, have done a really good job in helping people kind of get hold of it. And then kind of empowering them. They're saying now, steps across to sustainability. Go well, help me get a hold of where I am, and let me see that and visualize it with a great user experience. And then, okay, mm. now I can do something. Mm. 
yeah, it's it's really it's really interesting. I'm got so again, and this is maybe more from from me from my own from my own person. Like everyone's talking about, I, I'm a, I, cards on the table. I, I'm hugely skeptical about carbon offsetting, right? And and loads of industry, like uh, the ad industry in Ireland is doing it. We Dentsu have a big drive about carbon offsetting. Well, a big drive about being more um, sustainable. But part of that is I, I'm concerned about carbon offsetting. So I don't watch a documentary about this before. I think it was a documentary and and something on I don't know something on TV about it. And it was like there's a lot of negative reports about about companies. So the the problem I have with it is it all see it's a corporate solution to a corporate problem. It's right, we're we're polluting the planet. We're creating we're using lots of energy. Blah blah blah. Our carbon footprint. Hey, we work out what that is. We we don't change any behavior whatsoever. We still like uh, we write a check right to a company who's set up, who's who's a financial company set up to do offset your carbon footprint. You give them money and you get a check that says, or you get a certificate or whatever that says, yeah, hey, you're you're now carbon neutral. This is great. So you but you've actually done nothing. I was saying to somebody in here, we have not changed anything. We we use the same electricity. We, we, you know, we've got the same, unless, unless we're the same provider, we use the same electricity, we have the same amount of people in, we're using the same amount of energy. Our our output in, in terms of carbon and our footprint is as big as it was. All we've done is partnered with somebody to, I'm got, now by the way, I don't know, maybe somebody knows, I don't know where these trees are planted. I have no idea. It, it's trust me, I'm a doctor. And maybe that's okay because maybe and this is, it helps everybody. It helps court the corporate world just sleep a little better at night because, but they don't really care, right? Now that's a that's a bit of a rant. But I've read a lot of reports. Are you aware of this type, this negative stuff? Do you know there's a lot of companies in like with any with any opportunity to make a few money? There was GDP or specials cropping up all over the place. Like you know when this happened, why two? This happens where you've got a fad. Not a fad where you've got something where bad actors can come in and make some money. It will happen. So I'm not. I'm, it just happens all the time. And the industry and most people in in your who care about about being green, their hearts in the right place. But there are some bad actors and some rogue companies who I don't trust them to be honest with you. There's been a lot of companies exposed for where's the money really going? You know what 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 do you think of all that stuff? Again, am I just reading a couple of outlying reports is is it like or or how do I know where my money's gone right <laughs> generally genuine in the grass so, so on the offsetting like we said you can't offset your way out right that, that is not a thing that is you have to reduce you have to find ways to change your infrastructure reduce your mm. impact that is a it's a, it, it can be quite dangerous to assume that we are now carbon neutral because we just offset it right? but loads Change of people job. do a lot of people do think yeah. that right it's not necessarily a bad thing right? I mean you need to reduce it. Offsetting is better than doing nothing. But well, it's not, it, it, yeah. it is. It is if you can prove that you're working with a with a legit um, offsetting company and that that money actually does go into um, planting new trees, not just kind of not cutting down trees that were going to be cut down, but they weren't really, and all kinds of madness yeah. that goes on with it. Um, th- I mean, I re- I think it was the Tonight Show or something like that, and they were talking about um, areas that are marked in the US as being legit kind of. Um, sustainable offset but like someone going oh yeah I was going to cut down those trees but now I won't and he was never going to cut them down because they were preserved areas there's all kind of madness that goes on so how do I know if I'm Dentsu where does me where is that our fault that we don't know where our money's going what, what please we don't get a report we don't know what's happening is that is that an onus on us or 
What is that? I, I think it is because you need to do the due diligence on their providers you use. So we use uh, we do carbon offsetting with a company called Gold Standard, who are the world leaders, and they accredit okay. everything. And you get to see the exact project that supported the impact. You can track everything right back down to so as a consumer. You can see this is what it's done. This is the project here, and that's important to us. And it, but it does come down to who, what provider are you using? Right. How are they? And, and trees is only one part. Right? There's, there's a ton of ways that we can do carbon offsetting. And, and these projects also go further than just carbon offsetting. Like a good project will help another of the SDGs and really push different elements forward, which is good for the broader uh, mm-hmm. social well-being, et cetera. And that, that's really important. It comes down to the brands need to look at the right providers, really check they are the, gotcha. the best, check the accreditation, check the trail. It goes through from money to what project and then back and the certification. That that's really important. Um, also, my my view is sniff out if it looks too cheap. Really yeah. sniff out because yeah, if it was cheap to solve this problem, it'd be done. Mm. Yeah, it's funny because you even see it in some. I don't know, it was BA or somebody, one of the CEOs of the airlines was like, for an extra like two cents, you can offset the cost of this flight. And I was going, that's bullshit. That's an absolutely <laughs> bullshit because it can't be because I know how much, the, you know, it's nonsense. But um, let's talk about Echo again for a minute. So how does it work? How does a consumer go, a customer go about joining? Um, what do they have to do? Someone's listening or, you know, what do they have to do? Is it Are they joining a new bank? Are they switching bank account completely? Or is it just kind of technology that you're plugging in with their... Yeah, explain it to me from a really kind of simple um, user level. So both, uh, there are three ways of doing it. Both as a consumer and as an employer, you do open up a new uh, new card, new account, and then you move your daily spends across. Let's say you spend 500 a month, let's say on like coffee, lunch, dinner, going out, whatever it might be. You move that over every month and use it as a budgeting tool for financial gotcha. reasons. And then you use it, tap it every day, wherever you're doing, and you use that as your tracking. So we don't want you to, if you're already using Barclays, might be a bad example, as your main bank account, mm-hmm. we're not saying move that over, keep that on it. You've got, you've got all your stuff going gotcha. on there. And that'll be kind of too much of a risk for most people to kind of move it across. Just move, do your daily spending with us right, because yeah. that's where the sustainable choices can happen. So like you can make that choice every yeah. day. Yeah, yeah. How am I going to I'm going to buy here. Am I going to buy there? That's where it happens. So, so your dispose, your disposable income type thing, your everyday yeah. spends or your, your whatever. So you transfer a bit of money. You open a new account, but you transfer money into that account, and then that's kind of ring fenced. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. That, I get that. And then we also work with other other banks and card providers around the world to so plow technology into their accounts. But that's so you might see it's popping up on you know your bank account anyway. But it will come through their technology platform. Mm-hmm. Um, again, this is about us trying to find ways to get to millions of people. Yeah, it is a card or someone else's card. In a way, it kind of doesn't matter as long as I can get to the people and kind of empower them. Yeah, got you. Um, now the tech that sits behind this, what? And I'm not that technical person, but how does your tech work? So, what tech are you using, or what data are you using, sort of say, to 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 fuel this, to understand behind the the, the data behind any purchases I make? So, if I tap a coffee, how you how do you know how much it costs? Is it aggregated data? Is it what are you doing? Um, and does it get into where it doesn't surely it doesn't get into it doesn't discriminate between well coffee chain a is their carbon footprint is lower than coffee chain or does it doesn't matter where i buy my coffee or is one coffee the same as one coffee the same as one coffee how do i how do you translate my individual behaviors into a, a carbon cost yeah so, so we know the difference between coffee chain so me and you went for a coffee at 
I don't know, a Costa coffee chain, let's say, you order an Americano, I order an espresso. We don't get to see the actual individual purchase, but we do get to see that it was bought in Costa Coffee and we know the carbon footprint of Costa Coffee and therefore we've got a good view of what your carbon footprint is for that. And we and it's different at Nero, it's different at Starbucks, it's different at... Da, 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 da. Right. We don't have individual basket level data yet and nobody has access to that data yet. But we view it very much like Fitbit in that it's very close to a carbon footprint, whether it's Americano or an espresso, which don't know it's cost of coffee. They have a supply chain, they have energy bills, et cetera. They have a yeah. store to run, have all that kind of stuff. Going so it on. doesn't matter. The, the actual individual thing is, it, makes very little difference. The product you buy. Yeah. It does matter, but we just don't have access to it. Yeah. And it's all about starting the process and having progression. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we all talk about progression over perfection. It's not perfect data step, but then Fitbit isn't perfect, right? It tells me I've done 14,321 steps. Uh, that's not true and roll back five years it definitely wasn't true yeah. because it's on my wrist not my steps but gives me a good basis point and then you can compete against yourself because yeah. the law of averages says that that'll sort itself out for your own impact and as you're competing you versus you yeah you can kind of track that i am getting better i am getting 20 percent better because yeah. still me versus and I can make my choices. Yeah, so. so it's not about the individual number. It's about getting a baseline, if you will, and then working, you know, working to, to reduce that. Yeah. Whatever the absolute number is, doesn't really matter. So then, so do I pay a membership then to join Echo and then, or how does that work? How do you guys make money at it? Is it a membership fee? That's how it works. And then second question is, I get my card, I start tapping away, and then what happens every, do I, do I, earn points um and then when i get to a certain level of points what you not you maybe maybe you do maybe you ollie you go out and plant a tree for me what 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 happens what happens here how does it work so there is a membership fee and it ranges from you know two pounds to ten pounds a month depending on what subscription and what tiers etc you want and whatever's right for you and that that's an important bit we kind of don't shy away from that because running bank accounts bank cards payments all that stuff comes at a cost now now there are ways and means of doing getting your costs back so if you're a big bank you take your money and you lend it out and do some other stuff mm-hmm. we don't have that. It's, it's an account you can charge people loads of fees secretly or overdraft fees or debt fees like we don't do any of that so it's kind of a way of going we're telling you upfront mm-hmm. subscription that allows you to know make an informed choice particularly us to say look we need to make sure we are financially sustainable otherwise yeah, it doesn't yeah. work yeah. be sustainable if i'm just taking 100 million pounds worth of capital from the market it's that that kind of doesn't work. Yeah. So there is a subscription model to it. Um, the way the card works is obviously we do your tracking, carbon offsetting, and behavioral nudges. That's kind of built into as you tap. And then every five taps of the card saves a plastic bottle from entering the ocean. And it's yours, right? So you tap the card five times. Let's say you do it probably five to ten times a day if you're going into the office. A plastic bottle is then saved, and your app kind of pings up saying, you know, you, that's your 1,028th bottle you've right. saved. Every 50 taps, plants a tree. So irrelevant of whether you spend loads of money or you don't spend loads of money. It doesn't really matter. It's just your continual interaction yeah. account. And that tree is planted. It's maintained for five years. It's audited, et cetera. So it's the highest quality. And again, your app kind of trips up. So you can see your carbon footprint. You can compete against yourself. You can see your own forest. You can see your uh, plastic bottles you've saved. And that's part of keeping the motivation going, that you're, you're making an impact every day. You are making um, a positive change, you, know, you should feel you should feel good about that. Yeah. And because you're good about it, you do it more. Mm. And then you do it more. And then you do it well outside of the Echo ecosystem. You do it somewhere else. Because you're feeling like I am making a difference. I can see it. I can track yeah. it. Yeah, no, absolutely. It is when you can see it. Now, 
I guess this is you guys having to do your homework in terms of so how do I right, so I tap the card five times, one bottle doesn't get thrown into the ocean. Um but how do I know that? How do you how does that actually work, right? Are you standing there saying to one of the lads, take one of the bottles out, don't throw it in the ocean, he tapped five times, one less it like how does it actually work? How do I know? Or how do I know? Or how do you know? I mean, that a, a tree yeah. has genuinely been planted. Is that is that is that like on yours? I don't need to worry about that. But I presume, how do you vet people, or how do you we, know that happens? We trace it. So we only work with the best for any plastic waste. Um, so we save it before it hits the ocean. It's plastic before the ocean. We work with a company called Prevented Ocean Plastic. Okay. And after X many weeks, or whatever, we'll say, look, these these are the amount of bottles we now need to go and save. Let's go and do it. Let's go and collect them. And then we've got pictures of those those bottles that are saved. We've got it audited. We've got a reportable impact of this amount of bottles, etc. And then it goes back into the system. Uh, back onto your shelves in products that you you buy, you can see the plastic has come back through. That's kind of that one, same as trees. After a period of time, we add up the amount of trees that we need to now go and plant. And then we go and give them to World Conservation International and they plant them and then you get a, a track back of it. So it isn't a, you know, you, you're out and at 10 at night, you've made your fifth tap and therefore we send someone out to pick up a bottle. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. it's a, a time frame and then we've got all the reports on the back of it. Right, um, yeah. Very cool. Um, oh, do you, and in terms of your your customers, if anyone wants to sign up, is it are you restricted to certain areas? Is it like obviously you're based in the UK. Can someone in Ireland sign up? Or uh, it, it's currently um, they can't sign up for it at the moment. But that'll be very, very, very soon. Right. Gotcha. Um, are you are you doing work with companies? Because um, when we chatted, you know, you can do it as an individual, but it was a really cool thing. Because one of the things I the, I just talked about earlier on was like, yes, companies can offset carbon and, and that's cool but it kind of happens in the background right but if you can empower the individuals um so company credit cards and that kind of stuff is it do, do you work with companies and corporations that kind of stuff to try and because it'd be a really cool thing for them to get involved in i guess yeah absolutely so whilst we can't have the echo card outside actually all our technology so any any bank provider in the world can plug us in to give it to their customers because that's again that's kind of the point is that you've already got 10 million customers somewhere we'll just Overnight, let's go and empower them with information yeah. and allow them more sustainable choices. That's how we can get to you know, 10, 20, 100 million people. Otherwise, it's very hard for one business to kind of get to that scale, actually, just plug into other people. That's, that's how we do it. And what, what's interesting about this space versus, you know, years in financial services, et cetera, is that it's really collaborative in that people want to kind of do something here. Like I said earlier, people want to do it, they just don't really know how. And therefore, those conversations are happening much more frequently than I Right. Whatever it was a couple of years ago. Very good. Um, and I saw as well, because we were chatting and I was having a nosy round, you, you worked with MasterCard um, a while ago and they're one of, they're a big client of Dentsu. So um, can you tell me a little bit about that partnership, what it involved and what you guys did? Yeah, so, so they are, um, we are partners with each other and they do our card rails, um, so our cards and MasterCard card, but equally we're part of the Prices Panic Coalition. There's a mission to uh, plant over 100 million trees we are part of that. So trees planted with Echo are part, uh, planted with Process Planet Coalition. Then uh, we work with them on the data that we have access to on carbon tracking. And obviously that works anywhere around the world, MasterCard anywhere around the world. Um, and we are working together on this mission as well. So they are a big, um, they're a big supporter of businesses in the space and helping communities. And they do it in a really uh, meaningful way as well. Um, which again, you wouldn't necessarily expect Then there are big brands trying yeah. to tackle this. And, I think they've done a recent report that says all their, but the company bonuses are structured around sustainability as well. So they are really making a push in the space to 
to try and do their bit. Yeah. Um, if we fall into. Yeah, that's yeah. Mastercard is great because they're because they are they're they're a, a big, huge, brilliant brand. Um, and it's great for so it's great for you. It adds credibility to what you're doing if you can partner with companies like this. Um, they are huge, and, and their support is quite interesting. So, how how do you find relationships with other businesses outside of Mastercard without saying too much about it? How how's how's all that going? Really good. So, so like I said, people are really trying to do something in the space. Yeah, uh, and trying to figure out what's right for their business. One of the challenges. Like, like all businesses face, right? It's, I want, like a consumer, I want to do something here, but I can't sign off a big budget or a big tech budget because I've also got X that I need to do for the board or whatever that might be in my strategic priorities. And those same conversations are happening. They, I think they've changed significantly in that people are trying to figure out what they do about sustainability for their consumers or for their employees, yet it can't come at a big tech cost or a big financial cost because... Mm. It's just not available right now that businesses are, we all know the markets is tough at the moment. Mm. So those same conversations are, are going on. But there is more and more intent. There are more and more you know, ESG managers, heads of ESG owners in the company who are starting to really pick up and starting to make an improvement. And then you've also got shareholders, consumers, pretty much everyone going, I want to only interact and work with businesses who care about the same values that I care about. And and therefore, everyone's being pushed in the right direction. Yeah. Now, I don't think we're pushing fast enough, by the way. Nowhere near fast enough or hard enough. But it is going in the it's right. Going way. in the right direction. Yeah. Mm. And what are your plans for? What are your plans for the next eighteen months for the business? Where do you see it going? Um, you know. So we want to hopefully by the end of the year, the plan is to, or certainly middle of next year, have a million people using our technology. Cool. Uh, whether it's on our own cards, whether it's some of the partnerships um, that we're working with. And then, you know, it should be 10, 20 million over the next kind of three, four years after that. And my view then is hopefully we can, we can get to a stage where of those people, everyone reduces their footprint by actually making sustainable choices and have a 20% lower footprint year on year or 30% year on year. And then you can start to see some real numbers. That yeah. start, but this is this is meaningful change that can happen. Yeah. Uh, but that, that, takes, that takes time to make that stuff happen. And that's part of kind of, making the partnerships count and picking mm-hmm. right ones who want to take it seriously and aren't going to make a 2050 commitment, but do something now. Yeah. I mean, now same for consumers, right? We, we want to grow our consumer base on our own card program. Absolutely. That can take time to grow a consumer business. That'll just grow, grow, grow over the next few months. Very good. Um, yeah. Genuine. One of the things that I loved about it was that because, it's the sometimes you look at these things you go how how is anyone making money here where's which and if it's not clear where somebody's making money from it it they're, they're making it somewhere that you don't know and then you don't know how much they will be making and where it's being funded i love the fact that you have to opt into this so you're paying up front you're paying a membership because because so you know i'm opting into this which i think is it really nice it's 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 transparent it's upfront and i get it so i think so it's it's a really cool um initiative i had a look on the website um but you may as well tell people if anyone's listening and they think that's an interesting business I'd love to see. We actually did a bit of work with Denso, didn't you? I watched that video that we talked about. It's a really cool video. Um, so if anyone's interested, they want to hear a little bit more, um, how would they get in touch with you? Where can they go if they just want to have a nosy around and, and you know, look at that video or anything? Where, where, how could they, who should they reach out to should they feel they want to and where can they find out a bit more information? Yeah, so, so echo.earth, E-K-K-O.earth. Yeah, Hook me up on LinkedIn. That's where I spend most of my time. So Ollie Cook, find me on LinkedIn. But but on that campaign we did together was a um, 
a magician talking about sustainability. So we had a guy called Ben Hanlon um, on Carnaby Street pulling trees out of people's pockets. Yeah. And the whole idea of that was to help people. You can smile about doing good. You can feel good about doing good. Yeah. And it is, it's well worth a watch. I've got to say, though, I spent a day with him, obviously, when they're filming it. It's, it's still, still to stay one of the best days I've had running Echo because it's just like magician for yeah. a day. That's all. I, I just, I, I'm still blown away by like I know it's not magic I'm not stupid like why well, I'm stupid but I know it's not magic I'm still blown away how the, all these kind of street magicians do it like I, and do you know what's amazing the code of secrecy still exists you can't find it you can't google how's that trick done because it's just don't it's mad like it's it's tighter group than the mafia the, the omerta the code of silence amongst magicians it's just like, it's incredible <laughs> but it's a really cool video yeah no I thought it was really good got um, some comments on Instagram when we were kind of promoting it people saying you know that's not magic yeah, yeah, yeah. no, it's not. Wow, wow, what you're liars, yeah, you're lying about everything. It's not magic, I know it's not magic. Yeah, I know, it's, yeah, 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 we know it's not real magic. Yeah, actually, that, if, maybe, in fairness, that may have been, um, may have been a five, six year old child saying that to you because they maybe thought uh, my little fella, I only told him the other day that he thought he was unlocking the car by magic, and then I told him the other day, you know, it's not really magic. I'm pressing the button, and he was devastated, he thought it was magic up until like last weekend so um, well Ollie listen it's been it's been a pleasure to talk to you and by, by the way you wrote a great article in today's Irish Times so if anyone's listening I'd urge them to, to read it and yeah and um, yeah check out the website so it's been it's been great having you I feel a bit more informed I feel inspired um, you know because I think that's the thing I think it's not known not known what the hell you're doing or it just feels it didn't happen so if I, yes I said you know if I, if I I decided not to go to work last week well I cycle anyway but you know if I don't make a trip me not doing something in the car I can say oh well I didn't I reduced my footprint but it didn't really it doesn't add up I don't know how it all adds up so best of luck with everything um, I've no doubt it'll be a, a, it will continue to be a great success and um, yeah I wish you all the best so thank you so much for joining me today and thanks for educating me on on you know your, your business and everything so best of luck with it Excellent. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. And um, I'll, you know, I might, I may see you sometime. I'm over in London at, at, at in our Denso offices. You know, we might bump into each other. But anyway, thanks for joining me, and thanks for listening. If you liked that episode, why not listen back to any of our 94 other episodes? You'll find them by simply typing Irish Times Inside Marketing into your search engine of choice. Thanks, for Andrea on sound and Kira in marketing. Until next time, start to take positive actions to reduce your carbon footprint and check out Ollie's website. Echo, it's a great company. Okay, till next time. Thanks. Bye. The Inside Marketing Podcast, brought to you by Dentsu and Irish Times Media Solutions.